Praise God, praise God, praise God. Come on, praise God. Lord, we worship you and thank you. We praise you, King of kings and Lord of lords. Mighty God, mighty God, mighty God, everlasting Father. God, you're wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Spirit of naughtiness. Superfluity of naughtiness. There's a little bit of a buzz in Church Unlimited on a Sunday night. I have a feeling I'm going to preach myself happy tonight. Anyone want to be preached happy? Oh, it is so good to be here. So, so good. Don't sit down, I'm not. It is such a privilege and honor to be here. This morning was a great time. I felt the Holy Spirit say this morning was a morning where God told me to say what needed to be said, not necessarily what wanted to be said. And tonight is going to be a night where we are going to speak what is wanted to be said, as well as what is needed to be said. And God is wanting to do something in your life. And in my life, and I want to speak into the seasons, I said that this morning, I really feel that God has highlighted what's been going on this year. Would anyone want to like to know what the heck has been going on this year? Is it just me in Australia or some of you guys been going on? What has been going on in 2015? Well, speaking of that, I think we should pray because I'm just ready to explode. Brother, God's just, I'm just, God's just grabbing you. The, the guy with the, the hoodie on, I don't know what color that is. I'm colorblind. It looks something like orange, red, pink. It's not blue. Um, you know who you are? God just says, man, this, God's just like spotlight on you right now. In God's eyes, there's so much more. There's so much more. It's not over. There is more, brother. There is more that God has got planned for you. There's almost like things from yesterday that just have died, almost like it's been taken away. God's a restorer. He's a God of restoration. He's going to restore. He's going to restore. He's going to restore. He's going to restore. Before I pray, I'm just going to keep on saying a couple other things. And Pastor Targ, Pastor Adrian, uh, when I was in the hotel last night, I just said, Holy Spirit, anything for them. Clear is about instant. Permit me to read exactly what God said. It's time for you to go on a good holiday. So the Holy Spirit said it was so clear, so clear. Could have said anything spiritual about taking nations. And he said, it's time for you to go on a good holiday. Rest is a spiritual state that Father created us into and he modeled for us. You know the very first thing we saw God do, mankind, created on the sixth day, the seventh day, first day. What's God going to do? Rest. First thing he modeled. Rest. And God Almighty is saying, it will do you good, it will do this church good, and it will accelerate the accomplishment of God's plans and God's mission. And then as I was praying just before I came, I got the sense that God really wants to speak to you during this time. Sometimes when there's a rest, God comes and speaks with even greater clarity. So I don't know if you've had a holiday for a while, but now is the time to book it. And I'm not talking about a couple of days. I'm talking about, I quote, it is time to go on a good holiday. Anyone that says amen for that? 
This, that meant, let it be so. And God gave me, he said, left of, left of center aisle, middle of third row. And it was interesting because this was back in Australia where God showed me exactly where he's sitting. I looked around in the worship and it was actually Brian and Julie. Brian's driven me a couple of times. Now, I didn't know that back in Australia. And so I have to be obedient Okay, to you too. And this is what God said. God has not forgotten his promises to you. It has looked different than you would have scripted it. But God has still been faithful and so have you. And I felt God say, pray for the birthing of new things in this next season. So everyone stretch out your hands right now. To Brian and Julie, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, we pray for the birthing of new things in this new season. Thank you for their faithfulness. Lord, even more than that, thank you for your faithfulness. Thank you that when we don't see, you're still working. When we don't know, you're still working. When we don't understand, you're still working. Even when the enemy looks like he's coming in, you're still working. And we pray a blessing over this couple, that the things that are on your heart become a reality in their lives in Jesus' name. And there's, God said it was at the rear, to the right of the sound box, there's a woman over here who this is what God said, you felt abandoned, you felt rejected. There's someone back here, you know who you are, and your Heavenly Father wants you to feel loved, valued, greatly cherished, and accepted today. And God Almighty says, don't equate a perfect God with fallen people. Don't equate a perfect God with fallen people. There's someone back here, and God has what you need, and God is who you need. So everyone praying right now in Jesus' name, whoever that person is. Lord, there's nothing worse than being abandoned, being rejected, being forsaken. But God, you know what that's like because, Lord, you were forsaken. You were rejected. You were despised. You're familiar with suffering, acquainted with grief. Oh, God, and your heart breaks when our heart breaks. And right now, we minister your grace. Everyone in this room, we minister your grace. We minister your healing. We minister your life. We just speak all oh, the goodness of God over that person right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. And finally, before we uh, pray and, and get into this, um, I just felt Father highlight to me the far left section where that spirit of naughtiness is. And this is what I, I will read exactly what Father said to me back in Australia. He said, I see lots of young people vibrant and full of life and full of joy. I see light shining in on you like there are large windows and the sun is lighting up where you sit. And the rest of the church is paying attention and taking notice, but for all the right reasons. I love it when youth are noticed for all the right reasons. Can I have a bit more of this in here? And God says, if you want to be a part of this light-filled and joy-filled group of young people, I want to pray for you right now. So right now, all across this auditorium, and it's not just here. This is where God highlighted, and it's interesting that that's where they are. But across this auditorium right now, if you're a young person, and I'm not going to put an age on that. You know if you're feeling the young person. I don't care if you're 60, 70, 80, 90. If you're feeling the young person, lift up your hands to heaven right now. Father, we're asking for the lights. 
the light to shine in Jesus' name, not only in us and on us, but through us for the glory of God. We dedicate our lives afresh. Young people right now in this moment, oh, I want you to give your all to God right now, right now. I want you to once again say, God, I give you everything. God, I give you my life. I give you all. I give you my affections. I give you my desire. I give you my future. I give you my passions. Oh, I give you my failings. I give you my fears. I give you everything. And may my life be lived for the glory of God. Would you pour out your spirit on the young people in this church? Pour out your spirit. Oh, right now I see young people getting shot like arrows out of this place. Flaming arrows. There's fire going out around this nation and even the nations of the world. Young people filled with the fire of the passion of the goodness and the glory of God. Let it be. Let it be. Let it be. Let it be in Jesus' name. May the young people be the catalyst. Lord, even as we prophesied this morning, Lord, this group of, Lord, seniors that gather together for a fervent prayer movement. Oh, God, let that be the catalyst of God. Lord, let this stir the young people to go. Lord, let there be this wonderful circle oh, where young people are going as older people are praying for them. Lord, and together they celebrate the goodness of God because one plants, one waters, another reaps. But we're all part of it together. And for the glory of God, Church Unlimited, Tenfold in ten years. We call it in. Come on. We agree together. Lord, for the glory of God around this world, that this church will impact the nations of the world. And it will be a beacon of light, a beacon of hope. It will not be something to model, to create a model on, but it is something that people will look and see and catch things of the Spirit to take back, to take to nations. Lord, it will truly be, follow me as I follow Christ. It will truly be, as Peter and John said, such as I have, I give unto you. Lord, I pray that this church would go into a new season where every person knows what they have. That they have Almighty God, the fullness of the Spirit of the living God, living in them. And now in this place, we ask in this time together that, Lord, you would speak all this on your attention, that we will hear the word of the Lord, and it will do us good in this place. I pray we'll finish with celebration, joy, and praise, and active, faith-filled anticipation for 2016. Dread and sorrow and fear will be replaced by joy and hope and anticipation. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. 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 You may be seated. Settle down, you're in church. <laughs> Behave yourself. Not at a footy game. Not at a rugby. Go to the All Blacks. 2015, I want to talk about the current season for a few moments. And then I want to talk about 2016. 2015 has been a year of transition between a season that finished in 2014 and a season that starts in 2016. I'm not talking about the end of a year. I'm not talking about the beginning of a year. I'm talking about the end of a season and the beginning of a season. And 2015 has been a year for many of many changes, many upheavals. Many disappointments and many setbacks. Am I talking to anyone here today? 
It's been like, what's been going on? We've been praying, we've been, we've been believing, and things have not been happening. In fact, things have gone backwards. Where I thought there would be breakthrough, there's actually been pain and burdens and sorrows. Things have not gone forward. Things have gone backwards. It feels like I've been harassed on every side. Is anyone feeling anything like this in this year? And in this year of many changes, upheavals, disappointments, and many setbacks, God spoke to me and says, but God has been repositioning things for a purpose. That's not cliche. Cliche is the truth that we need to hear. That's what cliche is. That's what a cliche is. It's the truth that we actually need to hear. And God has been repositioning. He highlighted to me just in the hotel room before I came. Joseph and Daniel talk about going through a season, going through a year. Joseph and Daniel being, Daniel being taken into captivity, into exile, into Babylon. And Joseph being taken and, and sold into Potiphar's house and into prison. Do you think that these guys could testify, oh my gosh, what is going on this year? This is not what God promised. I thought I was going to be moving forward into the promises of God. And I find myself in a place of confinement. I find myself in exile. But God was re repositioning both of these men and God has been repositioning you 2015 has been a year of people losing control I want to tell you I've lost control in a few things in my life where I thought that we were making some ground I feel like I've lost control anybody here you feel like it's like out of my hands, you tried all that you can. And that breakthrough in that relationship, that breakthrough in your health, that breakthrough in your finances, I can't do any more. Does anyone testify to that something in your world, something in your year has been, I feel like I've lost the control to make something happen. And God would say, you may have lost control, but God has not lost control. 2015 has been a year of stripping back and exposing, stripping back and exposing, revealing things that even to ourselves at times is like, wow, gee, did I still struggle with that? Oh, wow, is there something that needs to be further worked on? It's, 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 a, it's an exposing of things, but God would say, but it has been for the purpose of healing and of wholeness. God only reveals in order to heal. He never reveals in order to expose. The very things that have been highlighted are to propel you forward. And God says if we respond to them, then God wins, the devil loses. And I want to say into this that opposition is not evidence. Oh, can I just speak it? Opposition is not evidence. I was in my hotel room this afternoon, and I felt the enemy coming against me. And I'm going, God, what is going on here? Because as a prophet, many times, unfortunate for me, you go through something before you can birth something. Dad says you've got a message to deliver, but you've got a message to become. So if you get the blessing of this, I've got to go through it here. And I was feeling it in my hotel room, and I'm going, what is wrong? What have I done wrong? What have I missed the mark? And the Holy Spirit spoke to me so clearly and said, opposition is not evidence. Don't allow the evidence the things you see or feel to become the evidence for how you're doing you can have opposition and yes it's because you're off track but you can have opposition because you're on track you can have opposition because you have done something wrong but you can have opposition because you're doing things right do not take opposition as evidence for what God is doing in your life or what the enemy is doing in your life some of us have been derailed because we have concluded that this feeling means that this is happening. 
And God wants to set you free. Is that all right? Don't allow opposition to become evidence. The enemy's plan this year has to get people has been to get people distracted and discouraged. That is what the enemy's been trying to do to you this year. Don't look at me and say, you got it all together and it's easy. If I start to list some of the challenges I'm going through, you to me like I would to you, you would empathize and go, I had no idea. I'd look at you and I'd say, hey, I had no idea. But the things that we're going through are actually in part when the enemy is coming in. I said to Pastor Tuck just before the meeting, I said, I feel like this afternoon, you know that, that we always, always know that the enemy is attacking, attacking, but sometimes, you, 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 again, you're questioning, is it the enemy, is it me, is it God, what's going on? Has anyone ever felt like what's going on? But I love it when the enemy overplays his hand. And that's what he did with me this afternoon. And I want to speak into your life right now. Listen to me, listen to me. These distractions, this discouragement, the enemy has overplayed his hand. This year, the enemy has overplayed his hand. And this, um, this thing of distraction and discouragement, I, I just feel I need to speak into those two words just for one moment. Because the amount of difficulty, the amount of challenge, the amount of questions that you had, it wasn't the situation that it was the enemy's greatest purpose. It was the distraction and the discouragement. You've got to see this because this actually adds power to your life. It empowers your life. And the Holy Spirit started to show me this word distraction. Distraction is not just doing something different than we should. See, that's what we think distraction is. I should have been reading the Bible, but I was watching TV. And then we think that I, I shouldn't have done that. Like the thing itself is the issue. You need to hear me in this few minutes. Are, are we pressing in? You need to hear what I'm about to say. Because the Holy, Holy Spirit showed me this year my greatest enemy is distraction. I'm not going to go out and commit adultery or kill someone. He says distraction. And it's not just doing something different than we should. Because he started to show me this word, and he said, distraction is made up of two things, dis and traction. Dis is the removal or the absence of something. And traction, by the dictionary definition, think about a four-wheel drive that's stuck. They need traction. Traction means power provided for movement. So distracted when I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing. See, we think, oh, I shouldn't be doing that. But the enemy is trying to remove our power for forward movement. And this is what has been happening in 2015 in our lives. When we think we've got challenges and obstacles and we start to shrink back and we start to not push into God, we think that the, that the thing is the thing. No, the enemy is saying, if I can just get, if I can remove your power for forward movement, then I win. And I want to tell you no more. I'm not going to be distracted. I'm not going to be distracted. Because God says, I'll give you power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. The enemy wants to remove your power for movement. And he throws up these things and these things grab our vision. But you can get a Paul and Silas in prison. Or you can get a Daniel in the lion's den. You can get a Shadrach, Meshach, and a Bendigo in the fiery furnace. And they're still praising God. They say, we are not going di to get distracted by the flames and by the things around us and the chains. We are not going to lose our power for movement. We are going on. We are going on. We are going on. 
The other thing is discouragement. Discouragement is not just about being upset about something. Again, discouragement is the absence of the removal of courage. The ability to do something that frightens you or the strength in the face of pain and of grief. He wants to remove our power and he wants to remove our strength even in the face of pain and grief. But I want to declare over you today that you are still here. The enemy lost. You are in church on a Sunday night praising God. You win, devil loses. You win, devil loses. You win, devil loses. For some, this is clarify what the enemy has tried to do this year. Man, he's been trying to take away my power, take away my courage, take away my strength. He's been trying to stop me, but God has been orchestrating something, and I've kept on going. You should say praise God about your life right now. But for some of you in this room, you will say, but hang on, Steve, I did get distracted. I did get discouraged, and I would say God has come to put courage back in you today. God has come to reconnect you to the power of God who lives in you, and you are here tonight because God Almighty said the enemy tried to take you out, but he has not succeeded. You are here. You are here. 2015 was a year where the enemy tried to take people out. But he didn't win. He didn't win. If you, say, if you say honestly before me right now, you say, well, he did actually win. Here's the word of the Lord to you to, right now. It is a new day. You win. The devil loses. Today is a new day. His mercy is new every morning. Great is God's faithfulness. And the enemy wanted to take you out because he knew what's coming up. So can I talk about 2016 onwards? I want to talk about this new season. Are you doing okay in church? Just before I go on, hear me. The situation is never the problem. It's your view of it. It's your perception of it. It's how much weight you give to it. Am I minimizing it? God forbid, as I hope you wouldn't minimize mine. But it's time to elevate God. It's time to fix our eyes upon Jesus. We lose not when we go through the valley of the shadow of death, but when the valley of the shadow of death becomes the only thing we see, we do not see. Uh, I will walk with you through the valley. I am with you. Nothing to fear, nothing to be afraid. I'm going to walk with you. We're going to come out the other side. We're going to, even like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, you're going to come out of the fire, not even smelling the smoke, and not even the hair on your hair has been sensed. The people of God can go through the challenges of life and come out the other way, at the other side, smelling as a fragrant offering to God. The enemy loses when he distracts us or discourages us. I wonder if there's any men and women of God in this room right now that would stand to your feet and say, I'm going to join you, Steve, going into a new year, a new season, and say, I'm not going to get distracted, and I'm not going to get discouraged. But when the enemy comes in, if you, if you want to do that right now, just stand with me right now. I'm not going to get distracted. I'm not going to get discouraged. The enemy might have us, he might throw things at me, but my God is greater. You either believe this or you do not believe it. God is either greater or the enemy is greater. God is either ordering your steps or the enemy is ordering your steps. God is either for you or the devil is for you. And I want to declare, God is for you, so who can be against you? Who can be against you? Father, 
Right now in this place, we just say, Lord, thank you for, Lord, revealing in part, Lord, what 2015 has been about. The enemy has tried to take away. He's tried to take away. But God, I want to thank you for every person in this place that they're still standing by the grace of God. Oh, they may have some scrapes. They may have some bruises, oh God. They may have some limbs, but they are still here and they are still standing. And I say, oh, glory and honor and praise be to God for these men and these women of God. And we declare together as one, we will not be distracted and we will not be discouraged. We will not give away our confidence. We will not be of those who shrink back, but we will be of those who keep on going, keep on going, keep on going, keep on going. God, because you're ordering our steps and you're empowering our lives. And everybody said, amen, amen, amen. You may be seated. 2016 onwards, a new season. Two thousand sixteen starts a new season. And God has given me one word. I know that other people have different words. And when I say this word, you might say, okay, I've heard that before. I need you to lean in and let me speak for the next 15, 20 minutes and get this into your spirit. Is that okay? It's going to be, this is a new season of abundance. Abundance is the word that God has laid upon my heart. And God started and said there needs to be a mindset of abundance. A mindset of abundance. God says expect more. Expect more. Your expectations will not be cut off or disappointed. Expect more. God says, do not let a limited mindset limit your reality. Can I tell you about our God? Anyone here want to hear about God? Come on. Right now, can we have a little bit of just a little bit of meditation upon the goodness of God? Can we have a bit of, oh, a bit of celebration rise up in this place? Because I want to tell you about your God here today. Our abundant God is exactly that. An abundant God, he has no lack. God has no lack in any way. In fact, you could put the word all, A-L-L, before anything to describe God, and that is an accurate description of who He is. He is all-powerful, all-knowing, all-loving, all-kind, all-sufficient. There is nothing that my God lacks. There is nothing that your God lacks. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills, the wealth in every mind. He is the one who gives a peace that passes understanding in His presence. There is fullness of joy there is no lack there is no lack there is no lack the God in you is a God that is abundant a God of no lack he walks with you through the valley of the shadow of death he walks with you when you got more questions than answers he walks with you when you got more pain than joy he is a God who is abundant with no lack but this is also his heart towards us It's not only who he is, Pastor Ty, Pastor Adrian, but it's his heart towards us. Oh, Holy Spirit, let us get this in the next little while. John 10.10, very, very well known. Listen to what it says. The thief comes only but to steal, kill, and destroy. That's what 2015 has been on his agenda about. I want to steal, kill, and destroy. I want to take away their dreams, their hope. Hasn't the enemy tried to take away our hope this year? That things are going to change, things are going to get better? Come on. He's tried because he's a thief. Oh, I don't know if I've said this before, but hear me right now. That the thing about it, it doesn't say the devil came to steal, kill, and destroy. What does it say? The Say it again. The What is the definition of a thief? A thief takes what does not belong to them. 
You need to hear me right now, church. You need to hear me. Oh, he's come to take your peace. He's come to take your joy. He's come to take your hope. But the thing is, it wasn't his. It doesn't belong to him. If you walk into your house and you take something, that's okay. But if another person turns in and takes what doesn't belong to them, they are a thief and they should be evicted. They should be prosecuted. I want to tell you the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And that which he's tried to take from your life is not his to take. It's time for us to evict the enemy. It's time for us to say, no more. It's not yours. It's not yours. But I know what you did. I know what you Now, hang on. I'm the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Oh, I am the righteousness of God. Get out. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I have come that you might have life. And what? Life more abundantly, life more abundantly, life more abundantly. Jesus did not come just to save you and make you the same and a little bit better. It's life more abundantly. This is his heart to you. Going into 2016, going into this new season, I want a fresh revelation that God has come to give me life more abundant, more abundant, more abundant. All over those I love, life more abundant. All over my health, life more abundant. Over my finances, life more abundant. Over my hopes and dreams, life more abundant. Because this is what Jesus came to give us. <laughs> Ephesians 3, 20 to 21. Very, very well-known passage, but sometimes I, I'm not sure we get the full extent of what it's saying. Ephesians 3, 20 to 21, Now to Him, God the Father, now to Him who is able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above and beyond all that you and I could ever ask or imagine how, according to His power, where that's at work within you. God's exceedingly abundantly great power is at work within me. Think about distraction, the absence or removal of the power for forward movement. This Bible says that God is able to do so much more than you've ever even conceived in your mind. According to his power, that's in you. The Bible says if the same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in you, he'll give life to your physical bodies. That's abundant. That's abundant. That's abundant. That's abundant. Filled to the measure of the fullness of Jesus Christ. And it says, and then to him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus. Did you hear that? In the church and in Christ Jesus. You need to hear me right now. God wants to get glory. He gets glory in Christ Jesus. He says, I want to get glory in my church. Look at the connection is when we have a revelation that God is able to do so much more than I could ever ask or imagine according to his power that's at work in my life. Oh, God says I get glory in my church when that takes place. You want to honor God in 2016? Forget having a problem for a year, but actually step into God. Whatever is before me, I am going to live from the fullness of your abundant power that lives in me. God wins, devil loses. God wins, devil loses. You are filled. The Bible says in John 3, 34, that he gives the spirit without measure. That's abundant. That's abundant. That's abundant. I said in the city campus today, some of us think we just need more of God. I tell you right now, God, if you've got God, then you've got God. 
God does not give himself to you in portions. Oh, when you're saved, you don't get a little bit of God. And when you read the Bible, you get a little bit more. And when you pray, you get a little bit more. And when you stop sinning, you get a little bit more. No, 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 no. If you are in Christ, then Christ is in you in his fullness. God is not dividing himself up into parts. If you've got him, you've got him. That's good news. Oh, you've got him, you've got him, you've got him, you've got him, you've got him. And the Bible talks about that in Ephesians chapter 1 at the end of there, in verse 22 and 23, that God placed all things under his feet, Jesus' feet. And he did it all for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. Abundance, abundance, abundance. Did you hear the word of the Lord? He fills everything in his church in every way. I need more. No, 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 no. We just need a revelation of what we already got. If you're in Christ, you're a new creation. You're the righteousness of God. You've been filled with the Spirit of God. Genesis chapter 15, verse 5. I'm just going to have to mention a couple other things, so I honor the time here. But I'm just talking about the abundant nature of God. And to the amount that you say, I'm going to walk into this new season with this mindset. I want to tell you that it will have an effect in your life. Don't say, okay, if God wants to do that, that's great. Get to the end of 2016, end of 2017 and say nothing's changed. I waited for God to do it. It will not happen. I'm saying we need to enter with a mindset. I've had the enemy try to take what is most dearest to me this year, time after time after time. I'm drawing a line in the sand and saying no more, no more, no more, no more. My God is an abundant God who comes to give life. My God is a faithful God who keeps his promises to a thousand generations of those who love him. My God is working even when I don't see it. When I'm sleeping, my God is working, and he's working everything together for my good. I'm going to live in the abundant provision of my mighty God. Genesis 15.5. It says God talked to Abraham outside, and he said, look up. It's time for some of us to look up. Look up, stop looking down. Stop looking around. He says, look up, look up, and count the... Listen to the language. Oh, get it in these last few minutes. Oh, he says this, look up, look up, and count the stars if indeed you can count them. Then he says, so shall your offspring be. And the word of the Lord to us today, heading into 2016, is look up and see if you can count the stars. So shall your offspring be. So shall be that which comes from from your life. You cannot count it. The abundant of God. God's thoughts about us in Psalm 137, 17, 139 rather, 17 to 18. It says, how precious are your thoughts about me, O God. Some of us just need to get a revelation that God's thoughts about you are precious. That's all you need this year. You need to understand God's thoughts about you are precious. No, no, no. You don't know what I've done. No, no, no. God's thoughts about you are you're precious. You're precious. And listen to what it says. How precious are your thoughts concerning me, O God? How vast is the sum of them? Were I able to count them, they would outnumber the grains of sand. Abundance. The thoughts that God has, not his bad thoughts, but his precious thoughts about me are more numerous than all the sand in the world. How can I lose? He says, when I awake, I'm still with you. Matthew 9, 37 to 38. 
Matthew 9, 37 to 38. Then Jesus said to his disciples, are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready, church unlimited? Come on, tenfold in 10 years. We've got nine more to go. It says the harvest is plentiful. And I looked at that word in the Greek, Pastor Tark, and do you know what it says? Plentiful, abundant. That's the one word that comes out in the Greek. The harvest is abundant. Why? Because I'm an abundant God. God says, I'm an abundant God. I come to give you a life more abundant. And he says, the harvest is plentiful. It's abundant. I want to tell you over New Zealand, the harvest is plentiful. It's ripe. It's ripe. It's ripe. It says, the harvest is abundant, but the workers are few. That's why this morning was needed. Those that weren't here, you need to get a copy of this morning. Oh, there were some challenging things in there. I know, I challenged myself. But God knew what he was doing. He needed, knew we need to get everyone on board. With, to, in order for Church Unlimited to be tenfold in ten years, you need to be involved. You need to not get discouraged, not get distracted. We need to lean into this provision of God, this abundant provision of the nature and the character of God, because the harvest is plentiful, but the workers, if you ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore to send out, everyone say send out. Send out workers into the harvest field. Your work, where you work, where you live, where you play is your harvest field. It's your mission field. It's your ministry. You're called to the full-time ministry of reconciliation, returning people to favor with God. I believe a verse that is to be your focus in 2016 is Luke 6.38. And my time's almost up, but can I just quickly download this, this one or two little things here. Luke 6.38. It's a verse that I've known for a long time. But will you let it just take on a deeper meaning just for a moment? I'm speaking into your spirit. I'm speaking into your spirit. It says this, given it will be given to you, a good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Anyone heard that? It's almost like God's saying the same thing. It's just going to be lots. No, 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 no. There's an order. Holy Spirit started to show me. Listen, when you live a life that gives, you will give in your workplace, in your families. I want to give. I receive from God. I'm going to give it. I'm going to be a minister of reconciliation. Hear me in the last few minutes. Come on, church. Come on, church. If I live a life that gives, God says, I am going to give back to you. When you are caring for those that are hurting, I will care for you when you're hurting. When, I, when you care and reach out to those that are lost, God says, I will reach out to the lost in your family. When you give, God says, I will give back to you. And it says, a good measure. A good measure. Good measure is not talking about quantity. It's talking about quality. I looked at these in the Greek. It says, a good measure is about good quality. God says, I'm going to give you the good stuff, the quality stuff. How, how's good that? Not the leftovers. I'm going to give you the best. Everyone say the best. And this is what it says. God comes and he says, if you live a life to give, I'm going to pour back into you. I'm going to give you the good stuff, the righteousness, the peace, the joy, oh, the miracle power of God, the provision of God. And he says, I'm going to give it to you. Uh, he goes, I'm going to give it to you pressed down. Do you know what that means? Oh, it looks like it's full, like my rubbish bin at times. And I think I can get more than that. And I climb up and I jump and I press it down. And God says, you think it's full? I can put some more into that. It's packing it in. He said, I'm going to give you good stuff and I'm going to pack it in. And then it says, shaken together. Again, oh, you pressed it down and go, oh, I can't fit any more on that. And then you start to shake it. Oh, because maybe there's some bubbles of air. Maybe there's some extra gaps that we can fill in by shaking it a little bit. Hmm. And then it says, running over. 
or giving you the good stuff. Oh, I'm pressing it down. Now I'm just going to shake it. Oh, get a little bit more in there. Now, come on, let's just keep on pouring, says God. My abundant provision and nature. And the Greek for running over is this, to pour out beyond measure. Beyond measure. Beyond measure. You want a word for the next season? Beyond measure. Abundant. Beyond measure. Salvations beyond measure, healings beyond measure, provision beyond measure, new buildings debt free beyond measure. Come on, come on, God, do it, do it, do it, do it. For with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. We can't expect this unless we're willing to do the rest of the verse. For the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Freely ever receive, freely give. There is one that gives generously. Oh, and is blessed and overflowing. There's one that withholds and tends to poverty. What will you be in 2016 and the next season? Because I want to tell you right now that you have an abundant God who wants to abundantly give you life and give you every good thing that you need. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about giving you cars. And I'm not talking about materialism. And I need you to hear me right now as I, I say these couple things here. We need to think differently. We must not mislabel something in this next season that was wrong in a previous season, not because it was wrong, but because the season was wrong. There's some things that we need to revisit. I'm just talking prophetically for you as a church and individuals right now. That God says this time, this next season is a time to revisit some things that I've spoken. It wasn't wrong. The timing was wrong. And there's another thing that God says, we must not mislabel or reject something that was born of God because it has been perverted or sabotaged by the enemy. And this includes excessive abundance. It's in the nature and character of God. Hmm. Just jot this verse down, Genesis 15.1. I think there's something about what God has said to you in the past through visions and dreams, Pastor Tarek, Pastor Adrian, in your own lives, people. Listen, it's time, this next new season's the time to go again to revisit these things. Maybe the timing has shifted, the timing has changed. But also, in that passage where it talks about Abraham and you count the stars, I felt God take me back and I looked at that. And in verse 1 it says, And after this the word of the Lord came to Abram in a vision. And God spoke to me and says, He got the sense that some people have lowered the value of what God has said because it was just a vision, it was just a dream, it was just a thought. You need to hear me. Here's the word of the Lord. If God has spoken, then God has spoken. Don't focus on the vehicle. Don't second guess what God has said. And there are some things that were spoken to you by God in the past that must be revisited in this coming season. If it was not yet come to pass, revisit it in 2016. Can I hear an amen? amen. And lastly, we need to first bind the strong man. I feel God said that. The Bible says in Mark 3:27, no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his goods, plunder his abundant, what God wants to give, unless he first binds the strong man and then he will plunder his house there have been some areas where you have labored di diligently with limited results 
God says, go in and bind the strong men, then your labor will result in increased fruitfulness. Whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Would you stand with me tonight? Praise God. Praise God. You're so good. You're so wonderful. I wonder if you'd just lift up your hearts, your hands to heaven right now in this place. Holy Spirit of the living God. I'm asking that we will enter this next season with a mindset of abundance. Lord, we will not believe the lies of the enemy. We will not allow evidence to become evidence or opposition to become evidence. But Lord, would the people of God grab hold of the intention of God that you want to be in our lives a God of abundant life, a God where the power of God flows through to a whole new level. This church, oh God, is doing great things, but we declare there is more. There is more. There is more. So Holy Spirit, oh, just enlarge everyone's vision and passion for, oh God, for you and for being part of what you're doing because the harvest is abundant, it's plentiful. And I'm praying, God, send us out, send us out, send us out. May we be salt and light in the world. And Lord, would you do your part as we commit to doing our part and everybody said amen. I just want to commend to you these two books out there, Believing in You, a one-year devotional that I wrote, and that's out there. We're coming up to Christmas. It's 365 days, discovering how much God believes in you. I want to encourage you to grab that, and it's a great thing for you. We need to just hear what God says every day. There's enough bad news and enough things out there. We need to hear God's word. Please grab that. And finally, bulletproof your marriage. We need to invest in our marriages. Every married couple, please get this. This is written by my mum recently, and they have taught me so much, and I've learned from them. And the enemy wants to take out your marriage. The enemy wants to destroy your marriage because God created it, and the enemy hates it. But God is for you. God is for your partner. God is for your husband. God is for your wife. And it's time for us to fight the common enemy, and it's not each other. It's an enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But God in your life and in your marriage wants to give you abundant life. If it's good, it can get better. If it's bad, it can get better. Can we invest into this, into our marriages? Grab that out there. God bless you, Church Unlimited, for having me once again. I love you. Keep on going. Don't get distracted. Don't get discouraged. Come on. We serve an abundant God. In Jesus' name.